We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ryan, the next game, this is a, this was a battle for sort of that who is going to challenge uh, Georgia in the SEC East, right? Mm-hmm. The next game we're going to talk about is for supremacy of the ACC Atlantic Division. And that is a matchup this weekend between Clemson and Wake Forest. This is a very, very intriguing game for me, Ryan. You have Clemson has looked better this year. They are certainly improved from last year. They still don't look like a vintage Tiger team at this point in time, but they are fifth. They are three and zero. They haven't really played any competitive games, and they are playing. They are heading down to Winston Salem, I guess, up to Winston Salem, to take on the Demon Deacons of Wake Forest, who are twenty first in the country, but have not looked great their first three games. Now, Sam Hartman missed a bunch of time. He yep. finally came back for week two. Uh, they got a W. Obviously, Wake Forest hasn't exactly played in typical Wake Forest fashion, uh, has not played a, a gangbusters non-conference schedule. They played VMI in the opener, won 44-10, beat Vanderbilt 45-25 in Sam Hartman's first game back. And then last week, at home, beat Liberty 37-36. to The defense for Wake Forest looks to be a problem. The offense is still trying to get its rhythm back with Sam Hartman mm-hmm. missing so much time. Clemson, on the other hand, I think that their victory over last week over over uh, Louisiana Tech, Ryan, correct me if you disagree with this, it was not as impressive looking as the 48-20 to 20 score to me. Uh, yeah. They piled it on really second half. Uh, Georgia Tech is the same way. It's 41-10. to 10. If you watched that game, it was a much more competitive game for quite a while than 41-10. to 35-12 to 12 over Furman. So Clemson has looked better but still not vintage Clemson. So this is an interesting game. And Ryan, the 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 part of this that's really fascinating is, is Dave Clawson has done a phenomenal job, phenomenal job building Wake Forest up. But they have not beat Clemson in a very long time, a mm-hmm. very long time. And uh, I had some some data here. The last time Wake Forest was even within single di- single di- like single digit final score against Clemson was 2011. Their head coach was Jim Grobe, and their quarterback was Tanner Price. 
So it's been a minute, right? And they haven't beaten Clemson since 2008. So that was what Dabo's second year, first yeah. full year, correct? So it's been a while, Ryan, since they've since they've they've won this game, and it's and they just usually aren't close because I think this is not a great matchup for Wake Forest against the Brent Venables defense. However, Brent Venables isn't here anymore. They have a different guy in charge of the defense. So I've set the stage. This is the last dragon that Wake Forest has to slay, right? Yeah. And so, can they do it at home, ranked twenty first, uh, with Sam Hartman back? Or do the Tigers continue their dominance over the Deacons? What say you, Ryan Roberts? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone should start their day with a great cup of coffee. And for my family, that means the latest blend from Trade Coffee. My wife loves Trade Coffee. And when my parents were in town for the Notre Dame season opener, I turned them on to Trade Coffee as well. Let me tell you about Trade Coffee. It's a coffee subscription service unlike anything you've tried before because they partner with top independent roasters to freshly roast and send the best coffees in the country direct to your home on your preferred schedule. Their team of experts do all the work, taste testing hundreds of coffees from across the U.S. every month to curate over 450 exceptional coffees that make the cut. The coffee we got from Trade was superb. My wife is very picky with her coffee. I've told you that before, so I trusted Trade Coffee and had her fill out their quiz. They sent us three different blends, and they batted a thousand. We received the Holmes blend from Sparrow Coffee in Michigan, the Big City French Roast from Joe Coffee in New York, and the Black Velvet from Atomic Roasters in Massachusetts. That's our collection, and trust me, we're adding to it. But if what I got isn't up your alley, don't worry. Trade will have whatever it is you want. You can shop their most popular coffees by roast or flavor profile, or you can take their coffee quiz and get expertly matched with coffees you'll love. So if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at home, it's time to try Trade Coffee. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your first order plus shipping at drinktrade.com slash irish. That's drinktrade.com slash irish for $30 off. Try it out today. Well, Brett Venables might not be there anymore, but Brian Brissy, Miles Murphy, Trent Simpson, they're all still there. Can I can I say one yes. thing what I mean by that? Yes. This the, it's this it's the scheme fit, 
right? Mm-hmm. Like wake, they run a ton of RPOs, Wake Forest. It's that slow mesh. And yes. what in Clemson is was so aggressive under Venables that they were to blow it up. Wes Goodwin runs a less aggressive defense. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it's fair. So that's what I'm referring to. How will he handle that? So I just want to make sure that people understand what I meant by the yeah. the vet, Brett Venables aspect of that. Now, For sure. Mr. Roberts, you may you may continue, sir. Yep, absolutely. So I I ultimately think though this, Brian, Wake Forest, like you said, still trying to get it like fully rolling offensively, and their their running game has not been good this year, man. Like that's been one thing. I think only averaging like 130 yards a game right now, which is down. Mm-hmm significantly what it's been over the last few years. So I think Clemson is going to dominate up front a little bit in this game. I think that they're going to kind of get to Sam Hartman and, and get a little pressure and some havoc kind of created in the backfield. I ultimately am just not a believer in DJ Uyunglele and this offense. Like I, I still think that's just going to be super inconsistent during this game, but I think that Clemson has enough offensively and their defense shines 31 18 is my prediction. I think it's going to be 31 to 10 pretty late in that game. And then Wake Forest scores a garbage touchdown, goes for two, and we're, we're ending up 31 to 12, 18 to make it look a little more presentable, but it was never really close in this one. I, I agree with you. I don't think it's going to be close, Ryan. I, I don't think it's going to be an overly competitive game. I just I think it's a bad matchup. I think to your point, I think Clemson is also playing a little bit inspired right now. I think they will play inspired. Not only do they is this a game that they want to win to kind of just kind of show people that they are fine, that last year's, you know, down year was just kind of a just a bump in the road, and they're back on track. They're back to smooth sailing. I also think, too, that they're playing inspired because of everything that happened with Brian Brissy's sister, you know, yes. who, who obviously passed away with cancer. Uh, you saw that the coach is wearing the shirts last week honoring her, and I believe he's going to be back this week, correct? He missed last week's game. I, I believe so. he's going to be back this week. You know, he's going to be playing with a heavy heart but a very focused mind because of that. And so I think that factors into it as well. I think it was wise for him to take a step back away from the team and not try to play through that, be with his family. Uh, and, and I was really impressed with the manner in which Clemson uh, supported him through all that. But, you know, when it comes to football, I think that Clemson is going to run on Wake Forest. Yes. I think they're going to run on Wake Forest a lot. I think Will Shipley's off to a good start. I'll tell you, the, the biggest improvement for me so far from what I have seen from Clemson is they're a, they're a more physical offensive line. They're not a great offensive line. It's a it's a it looks more like a vintage Clemson line, which isn't like super super talented. I mean, there's some good players. You know, Walker Parks is a relatively talented young player. Will Putnam's a, a you know talented player. Jordan McFadden's a good player. You know, there's no in my opinion no future first round draft picks on this offensive line, but they're playing hard and they're playing sound football for the most part. So I think that in, in Will Shipley has been a, a beneficiary of of the early success. I think he's off to obviously a, a great start so far this year, uh, averaging. I think I saw earlier, yeah, seven point eight yards per carry so far. Ryan, it's not I bad. think he's yeah, I think he's gonna have a big day. Uh, you know, the concern I have with Clemson and, and the thing that gives me a little bit of pause is I haven't seen the offense change much schematically. And and that's a little concerning for me. And and they have been sloppy. I I have 38-24 Clemson. And I think a lot of it is because I think Clemson's front seven is going to dominate Wake Forest D-line as they always do. And the reality is, is Wake Forest just doesn't score much on them. I mean, last year's 27-point game against a, a, a team that was struggling, they lost 48-27. to 27. 
that was the most points they'd scored in a minute. The year before against Clemson, they scored 13 points. The year before that against Clemson, they scored three points. That was 2019. In 2018, that team that they that you know that year scored 54, uh, 27 on Notre Dame, 56 against Rice, 56 against Louisville, 27 against NC State, 59 against Duke, 34 against Memphis. That Wake Forest team scored three points against Clemson, losing 63 to three. The 2017 team uh, against Clemson scored 14 points. You, you're picking up the pattern a little bit here with with Wake Forest. They have trouble not only beating Clemson which they just don't, they have trouble being competitive against Clemson because this defense has been kryptonite to their offense. And it doesn't matter how good it is. It's been kryptonite to this offense. And I haven't seen anything that makes me change because the biggest concern I have about this team, Ryan, they don't run the ball very well. And the thing that's helped Wake Forest in the past is they've had a pretty, when they've had a good ground attack is when they've been really dangerous on offense. And I just don't think this team runs the ball well. And they've never been like a heavy run team, like yardage-wise. But there have been some years for that. But this team just is not an overly effective ground attack. And they weren't an overly effective ground attack last year, Ryan. And they averaged 3.98 yards per carry. This year, even against a, a schedule that so far has been VMI, Vanderbilt, and Liberty, this Clemson offense is, or this Wake Forest offense is averaging 3.59 yards per rush. They ran for 21 yards on 26 carries against Liberty. That's a problem. And I just don't think they're going to score enough. So I have it 38-24, and I think Wake scores late to make it 34-38-24. I think that the defense for, uh, and, and by the way, in the first two games, Liberty gave up 252 rushing yards to Southern Miss and 241 rushing yards to UAB. Just pointing that out real quick. Uh, so, you know, I think for me, Ryan, I think that's where I'm at. I see, I see it being a game that that is just not competitive. I just don't. I think Wake Forest cannot change who they are because that's what works for them against everybody else. Yep. But who they are is just not going to work against Clemson until they just get way better players, and that's just not realistic there either. I just think this is their lot in life. Yep. To be really good and improved and, you know, an 8-10 to 10 win team in most years that just can't beat Clemson. It, it just it just, it just, kind of how I see it. So that's my prediction for this game. Do you think what – is, what is the path – to Wake Forest winning this game? Is it just DJ having a rough game and then forcing turnovers? I mean, I think that's really going to have to be it, right? I, I think I think that there just has to be a dramatic difference between the two quarterbacks, right? Like, I think that Hartman has to get on to a really strong start. Maybe they get a couple early touchdowns, and then you have to have DJ come from behind. Like, I just – I really don't – I don't see a reality where – I don't want to say there's no reality because, like, you know, anything could happen in college football, but I would just be hard-pressed to see a path for – Wake Forest to win in this one and but I would say Brian like the biggest difference would have to be Sam Hartman has to be like sensational and DJ has to be bad right like there has to be a mm -hmm. huge gap between these quarterbacks for that for them to have a chance in my opinion right which is possible it's, it's possible. possible it's possible yeah sure. I, I think it would have to be that plus turnovers I think Wake's going to need short fields to to put up enough points to beat Clemson to beat Clemson because the thing about this Clemson to the team too, Ryan that's a little different than last year's team 
is this year's again they're not a they're not a light the world on fire rushing attack i mean they ran for 119 yards against wake forest i mean against georgia tech and 147 against Furman. now it was only on 20 attempts 5.3 yards per carry they looked a lot better against louisiana tech but mm-hmm. this was a run game that largely struggled last year but it was a ground game that got rolling against wake forest and i think that's the thing that's hurt them is is what he has not been able to do, Dave Clausen, for all the good things he's been able to do, he has not been able to get their offense and defense on the same page. There has been years where their offense is really good mm-hmm. and their defense is really bad. And then there's years when their defense has been much improved and their offense has been bad. And and that's been the struggle. So if like, you know, like his last, you know, with Mike Elko, the last two years of Mike Elko, Elko held limited teams to 24.6 points per game in 2015. And then they held teams to 22.2 points per game in 2016. That was a really good job. And then we did a great job defensively. And, you know, part of the struggles they had is they gave up 44 points to, to Lamar Jackson, and they gave up 34 points to Deshaun, 35 points to Deshaun Watson. But for most of the year, they were pretty good that year. And, uh, and then, of course, that allowed him to spring into getting the Notre Dame job. But those two years, Ryan, they averaged 17.4 points per game and 20.4 points per game. Yeah. So it's like, okay, then the next year they come out and they jump all the way up to 35 points per game, which if you were scoring that many points a game with Mike Elko as your defensive coordinator, you'd, you'd have won 10-plus games. Then the next year they're up to 32.8 points per game, but they gave up 33.3 points per game. <laughs> then they're at 31.8 points per game, but they're giving up 29.1 points per game. Then they jump up to 36 points per game in 2020, but they're giving up 32.8. Then last year they jumped all the way up to 41 points a game, but they gave up 28.9. And he, it's been, it's just been strange that they have not been able to get those two units on the same page. You know, there's been years where the defense has been really good, but the point is when you go back and look at that 2016 defense at, at Wake Forest, they had pros on that team, Ryan. Yes, legitimate pros on that 2016 defense. I mean, you had obviously Jesse Bates has been a really good, a really good player. Uh, yeah, Duke, uh, Duke Ajofer was a really good player. I thought Thomas Brown was an NFL caliber player. I thought Markel Lee was a was a borderline NFL. I think he got drafted, didn't he? I think so. Or was it the kid before the year before I, they got drafted? I, I, th- I, I think I think he got drafted by the Raiders, Lee, if okay. I remember correctly. So you know th- that team had some good football players on it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Elko had Justin Stranad early in his tenure. He was he was part of that of that group back then, you know. And so uh, they had legitimate NFL, a couple legitimate NFL type of players. They don't have that now, and that's been a big problem for them too. Is I just I don't see the ta- I mean, and then a couple years before that, early in Elko's saying that Kevin uh, what was a quarterback. Yes, Kevin Johnson was a first round draft pick. Mm-hmm. I don't see that from this current group, and I think that's that's going to be a big problem against Clemson. Clemson can just out talent them in this yep. game. I agree, and I think that's a bit of an issue.